Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. How are you doing this morning? Good morning, good morning, good morning. See, there's your Auntie Andrea on there. He's smiling at Auntie Andrew. So you got some familiar faces. Auntie Ann's on. Aunt Jess is on. So you got to be as nervous. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning, Kim. LaShanta Kim's been up as early as I have been. Hey, Nicole. Hey, Ramonda. How y'all doing? Hey, Deshana. Good morning. Welcome, welcome, welcome. How y'all doing? It's Instagram over there. Well, good morning. We're going to get started. Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. And I got a special guest helping me hope today's show, which is Josiah Johnson, my 14-year-old, my Jojo, the big guy in the house is what we call him. Um, Josiah is coming in at 14 years old and already 6'2". So um, I'm glad to have him co-teach with me this morning. I'm good, Paula. How are you? Um, Daphne, this is my son. This is my 14-year-old. And he has been up all week listening to Coffee and Conversations. He asked me this week, he said, Mom, will you sit up and let me listen? And I said, yep, you can come in. And then guess what? I told him yesterday, I said, you get to help me co-teach on Friday. And so he is helping me co-teach this morning. And it's it's really, um, for me, it worked out beautifully. And I know it was the Holy Ghost. Oh, thank you guys. I know it was, he is four of my five. For some of you guys that are new to Coffee and Conversations, Josiah is my fifth fourth of my fifth son. Judah is the baby boy. My oldest son is 26, 23, 21. And then Jojo and then Judah. And so it was perfect for him to be able to come in and help me teach this morning because um, what we're teaching on in Ephesians 4, um, Jojo has lots of gifts. And so lots of them, lots of them. So I'm trying to teach him how to manage his gift. And God has given me, uh, now John, he looks identical to his dad. He is identical. Somebody just said, you were my twin. My 21 year old is the one that looks like me. This one right here is identical to his dad. Identical, like the spitting image almost is getting scary. Um, and so uh, one of my my gifts to the body, or one of the things God has richly deposited in me is I have a very keen gift of discernment, but God has taught me when I encounter other people and their gifts, he's given me a the ability to pull your gift out and help you get direction for your gift um, and just kind of help encourage you and lift you up so that you can tap into your gift. That's just something he's put inside of me. And it's funny too, because a lot of times people will come to me with good ideas and things that they want to do. And I'm just like, that's not it. And sometimes people think you trying to crush their dreams. It's not me trying to crush my dreams. It's the Holy Spirit talking to me um, about you. Um, And so that I can help you um, develop develop and we're going to show you a few things along the way so let's pray um do you want to pray or you want me to pray you scared that scared you okay i'll pray he ain't ready for that we'll let him pray at the end okay he wasn't ready for the prayer let's pray and get started for today father we thank you we thank you for just who you are we thank you father god for um your gift, which was Jesus and the Holy Spirit. We thank you for how much you love us, that you already predestined us, you preconceived, you had an idea of who we are, what we are, and who we are to this body. Lord God, we thank you for creating in us a clean heart, renewing in us a steadfast spirit. We thank you, Lord God, for 
this devotional today, this time that you are with us, Lord God. We just thank you, Father God, for the Holy Spirit, for his guidance, for wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, Lord God. Give us the ears to hear, Lord God, eyes to see, so that we can walk into the fullness of what you called us and who you called us to be. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're going to talk to you. We're getting into Ephesians 4. We started in Ephesians 4 yesterday. And a key thing, here's a key thing to this. There's a key part to this from yesterday that I need you to take into today. And the key thing that you have to take in today was being seated in humility. In order for you to walk this thing out with God, you're going to have to be seated in humility. In order for your gifts to manifest, in order for them to be fully developed, you're going to have to be seated in while you nod your head. You know that to be true. You're going to have to be seated in humility. You are going to have to allow God to lead this thing for you. Sometimes um, we'll begin to see our gifts manifest or we'll begin to see different things for ourselves. And we take off and we take off before it's time. And the Lord is trying to slow you down. Um, and because we won't slow down or we won't hear him or we get too excited or we get too list. I have people come to me all the time and they go, I got this business idea or this thing is inside of me. And I'll start asking them some questions. And then as soon as I start to ask them some questions, they get a little frustrated because they just want to take off with it. They just want to take off with it. And it's like, no. There's a process to this and and I'm going to show I'm going to qualify it in the word in Jeremiah. There's a process to this. There's a process to this. And if you let the Lord design this and build this his way, if you stay partnered with the Holy Spirit, you're going to see this thing take off. You're going to see it multiply. You're going to see it increase. And so um, and, and all of you have gifts. People are telling me I ain't got no gift. You do have a gift. Administration is a gift. Um, secretarial things are gifts. Every last one of you have a gift. Every one of you have a connection to the body. So stop thinking you don't have a gift or something to give the body. You just got to know and be okay with working your gift in such a place. If you're just logging on, welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. This is my son, Josiah Anthony, or my Jojo. He's getting older. And he was like, Mom, stop telling people, call me Jojo. I'm Josiah. And I'm like, yes, sir. This is Josiah. So this is my, um, this is Josiah. But you've got to be seated in humility. And we read that yesterday. And that is where we fail a lot. Um, we don't get seated in humility. We get pious or we start moving. And I told you, if we're going to have unity in the body of Christ, then there's got to be humility in this so that we can tap into these gifts. So let's get into the fourth um, and the seventh verse. It says, however, he has given each one of us a special gift through the generosity of Christ. That is why the scripture says when he ascended to the heights, he led a crowd of captives and gave gifts to his people. Notice that, that it says he ascended. This clearly means that Christ also descended to our lowly world and the same one who descended is the one who ascended higher than all the heavens so that he might fill the entire universe with himself. That's why sometimes you'll find someone with gifts like yours, right? Because he filled the entire universe with himself. Does that make sense? 
Okay. That's why sometimes you'll find someone linked with you. That's why you'll find someone get with gifts like yours. It's because he filled the entire universe with yourself. You are an original, right? But you're an original gift to this body. And sometimes you'll have the same dream as someone else. And that is so significant. If you have never read the book, The Dream Giver, you need to go read the book, The Dream Giver, because he talks about how our gifts are united. So I said, now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and the teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up. That's why you got to be seated under a pastor. That's why you got to be seated under somebody. You got to be seated under somebody's ministry. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's sons that we will mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind and new teaching. Have you ever met somebody or ran into somebody or perhaps you've been that person yourself that one day they on something, one day they on something else, one day they on something else. Those are people who are tossed to and fro. They unstable. And we know a double minded man is unstable in all his ways. Um, he has so many things inside of him. I don't let him get all over the place. I pull him back in and I'm like, mm mm. What are we focusing on right now? Because we need to focus on this right now so that you're not just everywhere. So it says, and then we will no longer be mature, immature like children, people who are always constantly bouncing, starting new things, not getting wisdom for, with, for things, not in partnership, who don't have mentors, who are not letting anyone teach or lead them. I'm telling you, those are immature people. It says we won't be tossed and blown about with every new end of teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies. So clever, they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing full of love. This is the very first thing I want to tell you this morning. You don't ask for gifts. They're already inside you. Does that make sense? Well, what does that mean to you? Wait, um, I mean, he's these gifts have been given to you from the beginning and uh they're part of your plan for your life and for that use. Yeah. And so you don't ask for these gifts. Um, Josiah is an artist. Um, he reads music. He plays the trombone. Um, he actually can bake really well. He hasn't been baking lately, but he can bake really well. I bake as well. Um, but he also has an entrepreneur spirit in him. Like Josiah is already thinking philanthropic. Um, he's launching his own nonprofit organization. He's working on some things. We already got a web domain for him and some other things. Um, but I'm telling you, so you don't ask for the gifts. I need, I'm, I'm, I need you to hear me clearly. You don't ask for the gifts. Do not ask for these gifts. These are already in you. You don't ask. That's why sometimes when people say to me, I think I'm called to preach or I'm called to my own ministry. No, you need to be sure because a ministry is a sacrifice, right? Ministry is a sacrifice. I've I've made some major sacrifices. Um, and well, he's like, he's like, yeah, because he's seen it. I've made some major sacrifices and deciding to follow God in ministry. So you don't go to God and say, Lord, make me a pastor, make me a teacher, make me evangelist, make me a prophet, um, make me this. You don't ask for the gifts. 
The gifts are already in you. And sometimes people make a mistake because they see the glory or the after fact behind the gift. But you don't know what I gave up to walk in what I walk in. You don't know the alabaster oil. You don't know what I poured out. You don't know the time. And I'm not just talking about me. I'm talking about anybody. So there's the very things you need to understand. You do not ask God. You don't, Lord, give me gifts. No, what you do is you pray and ask God, reveal my gifts to me. Reveal my gifts. God, reveal my gifts to me. God, show me what my gifts are. Show me what my gifts are. Let me see my gifts. Let me understand. This is the area that I see people missing altogether. Because one of the things he says in here is if everybody is in position, then the body doesn't go without. If everybody is in position, if everybody is playing their role, is every if everybody is doing exactly what they're supposed to do, then then the body doesn't go without. The body doesn't go without. Why you smirk your lips like that? Why you do your lips like that? Yeah. So the body doesn't go without if everybody is in position. And I teach them that in the house, right? I tell them everybody play your role. And if everybody plays your role, then what happens? Then is it when I came home last night, what was going on? <laughs> What's going on? Y'all was out of position, right? So it's 7.30 and nothing was done. What was the first thing I said? What you laughing at? Because <laughs> I told you to get in position. Everybody has to be in position for our house to flow. It's the same way for the body. Everybody's got to be in position for the house to flow, for the body of Christ to flow, for us to operate in unity. But if I have a whole ministry team, Anytime my ministry, anyone on my ministry team is out of position, it tries or attempts to throw the whole ministry off. So the enemy is going to come in and try to cause strife. The enemy is going to try to come in and make you think you weren't called to walk in ministry with me. The enemy is going to try to come in. Same thing in your house. The enemy is going to try to disqualify you and make you feel like you're not qualified for this thing. But God is already qualified for you. So you just got to slow down and ask the Lord. Lord, reveal to me. Lord, reveal to me what my gift is to the body. Lord, reveal to me. Some of y'all are called to the marketplace of ministry. Some of you are called to businesses. Some of you are called to corporations. Some of you are called to be assistant and associates pastors, not necessarily to start your own ministry. And so you got to ask what your gift is to the body and be okay to play your position. You got to be okay to play your position. Earlier this year, um, Josiah, um, Josiah signed uh, up for football and he signed up for football because everybody kept pressuring him about his size. Right. Talk to him and tell him how you felt. It is not something I've ever wanted to do. Yeah. I don't like to hit people. You're very gentle. <laughs> yeah. But everybody kept asking me. And I was like, all right, I'll try it. Yeah. And you went all summer long. All summer, yes, and and then what happened? I st we started getting into tackling and pushing, and I was like, I, I don't want to. Yeah, that's not something I can do, really. Yeah, because you're gentle, you're very kind, and hitting people on the football field field was very hard for him. And this was very, this was a very hard conversation for us to have because I believe in you having to complete something once you start something. And so, what did it feel like for you? When you had to come tell me you didn't want to play no more or tell Uncle Curtis you didn't want to play anymore. I knew there was going to be some talking. Yeah. But but you knew what? That y'all probably still love me because y'all knew. Yeah. 
that this wasn't your thing. Yeah, this wasn't me. Yeah, it wasn't you. It wasn't your gifting. Football was not your thing. It wasn't. It wasn't your. It wasn't your position. And I see people get out of position all the time. I see people all the time playing roles that they're not supposed to play. Now I'm gonna do a little side note. This also happens out in our households when husbands and wives get out of position. See, there's a gifting to be a wife. There's a gifting to be a husband. There's even a, even a gifting to be single. Paul was single because that was his gift. He was gifted to be single. Um, some of y'all are gifted to be single and you know that, but because the world has told you you need to get married, you're trying to force yourself in a marriage situation, but that's a whole nother lesson. That's a whole nother lesson. Like some of y'all are called to be single. Some of y'all are called to be single and it's okay. You just got to figure out what it's like to be single and be holy. And I can't get into a whole bunch of conversation because he's here, but you got to figure out what it's like to be single and to be holy. So understanding that the gifts and the connects. So let's check over to Jeremiah because this is what I want to show you and I need to show you. This is so important. Let's check over to Jeremiah 1 and 5 because this is an area which we struggle so bad. Understanding that we were called, the enemy is so deceptive. And because of your mess ups and because of the things that you've done, the enemy will put you in a position to make you think you haven't been called or to make you think you didn't qualify. And this is the Lord having a conversation with Jeremiah about who he is. And it says, Jeremiah 1 and 5, it says, Lord gave me this message. I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nation. That is the same conversation he is having with each and every one of you. I knew you. I knew you. I designed you this way. I knew who you were. I already predestined you. I already foreknew you. I already established you. I already know your limitations. I know what you ain't got. I know you. I know what you ain't qualified. Can I tell you something? Even if God calls you to something and he doesn't qualify you, he's caused divine and called divine partnerships for you. I have a friend that's an amazing artist, but marketing isn't her thing. And so he sent someone, me, to help her with marketing. And every time she taps into me and I tap into her, stuff just moves. And so there are divine partnerships. That's why, that's, that's why he tries to keep you isolated and you have to watch that. When the enemy is trying to isolate you and keep you from connecting to people is because he does not want you to connect to your divine partnerships so you can accelerate. The reason that my husband was able to start his nonprofit and do some of the other things, and I'm not telling you what I'm saying, I'm telling you what he told me was because of the divine partnership that occurred in our marriage. There was an acceleration that occurred for both of us when we walked into divine partnerships and then we created divine kids. See, you, you got to get this. You, you got to understand everything's working together. Our DNA needed to be together to create him. I, we It was important. That's why a lot of times I don't spend a whole lot of time talking about what didn't work out with my ex because our DNA needed to be together to create him for him to make his impact in the world. You got to see that all things are working. So don't sit. So he tells Jeremiah, he said, and so Jeremiah comes back and says, oh, sovereign Lord, I can't speak for you. I'm too young. He was trying to disqualify himself. Lord, I can't do it. I ain't qualified to do it. I don't know what to do here. This isn't what I can do. I can't do this. I can't do this. I'm not qualified. And the Lord, Lord replied to him and said, and this is what I tell him always. Don't say I'm too young. 
don't say I'm too young. It was hard for him to get up this morning, but I know he needed to be here. I know that he needed to bust out his comfort zone because he's introverted. I know he needed to bust out his comfort zone and be introduced to the world for what God is about to do through him. It says, the Lord replied and says, don't say I'm too young for you must go wherever I send you and say whatever I tell you. And don't be afraid of the people for the, for don't be afraid, afraid of the people for I will be with you and protect you. I, the Lord have spoken. Then the Lord reached out and touched his mouth. Lord, I put my words in, look, I put my words in your mouth. Today, I appoint you to stand up against nations and kingdoms. Some you must uproot and tear down, destroy and overthrow. Others you must build up and plant. Then the Lord said to me, look, Jeremiah, what do you see? And I replied, I see a branch from an almond tree. And the Lord said, that's right. And it means that I'm watching and I will certainly carry out my plans. And then he said, then the Lord spoke to me again and said, what do you see? He said, and I replied, I see a pot of boiling water spilling from the north. Yes, the Lord said, for terror from the north will boil out on the people land. Listen, I'm calling the armies of the king, kingdoms of the north to come to Jerusalem. Ah, the Lord has spoken. The Lord is saying the exact same thing about you. He's already called you. He's already predestined you. He's already conformed you. So don't stop letting the enemy think that you don't have a gift to this body. You have a gift to this body. You're important to the body. You are the gift to the body. You are the gift to the body. Now, I want to tell you this because some of y'all are out of joint. You do get to choose. You do get to choose whether or not you accept this gift. You do get to choose. You can make a choice and a decision on whether or not you accept this gift. You ain't got to walk in with what the Lord called you. You ain't got to get in your position. You ain't got to operate in what you're supposed to. You do get to choose. But when you get to choose, you may make an you may experience something like Jonah did. You might find yourself in the belly of the well. So you do get to choose. You do get to choose. You don't have to accept the assignments God calls you into. But you better know you're probably not going to reach your maximum potential. You're probably not going to reach your wealthy place and you're probably not going to get to experience everything that you're supposed to experience when you're out of position. When you are out of position, you are not connected to grace. You're not connected to the places. That's why some of y'all are working in jobs and doing things you have no business and you find yourself overwhelmed. You find yourself taxed. You find yourself worn out. It's because you're out of position. When he was playing football, he was worn out. He was out of position. He was out of position. He was tired. He was lethargic. He didn't have the grace. As soon as we stepped away from the thing that he was not called to do, the grace came back in and now he's in position. He was not created to be out of prison. But I want to share something else to you, with you too. There were some things that I had him out of position in in the house that I had to shift my position so that I could make sure he was being the kid that he needed to be. Some of us grew up very tough. Some of us grew up very rough and we feel like we need to put that on his kids. I was trying to teach him so much responsibility and the Lord had to slow me down and say, no, he just needs to be able to be a kid in some areas so that his giftings can come alive. As soon as I backed up, his drawings started flowing like crazy. See, when we're in position for what God I called, there's a flow to it. That it doesn't come with much resistance. When I started um, Coffee and Conversations, it was a little strange for me, but then there became a flow to it. When I did Pillow Talk, there was a flow. Every time I'm out of area or I'm extended in some areas, I ain't got no business, there won't be a conduit or a flow to it. 
Some of y'all are out of position in the body and it causes a glitch in the system. And then everybody that's waiting on you and everybody that needs to be connected to you and your part in the body, you're missing. <laughs> you're missing. You're, you're missing. And when you're missing and you're out of position, there's a gap. And so what has to happen is we have to wait till somebody else shifts in position or there's just a gap there. You are necessary to the body. You are a gift to the body. Romans 8 and 29 says, for whom he foreknew, he also predestined, conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn. You got to know that you already predestined and called to this. Stop being afraid of this. Stop thinking of your limitations and what you don't have. Those are just excuses. God is not going to bring you to something, to create something, to start something, to be something, to be something. And there is failure. Yeah, those glitches hurt, Andrea. Yes, those glitches hurt. I've seen it. When I'm out of position, provision is not in place. When I'm out, when I'm out of position, grace is not in place. When I'm out of position, favor is not in place. But as soon as you get in position, the grace comes, the favor comes, the resources come. Why? Because that's the thing that God called you to do. When Jonah got on that boat, calamity came to the boat. And the people on the boat said, who pissed off that God? Who made that God mad? Who made that God mad? And Jonah was on the boat trying to pretend like it wasn't him. And then as soon as they threw a rope, when you're out of position, you mess up somebody else's system. That's why you just can't be connected to just anybody. That's why you can't partner with anybody. I am very careful when people call me and ask me to speak. I do not take speaking engagements everywhere. I do not book events with everybody. I do not partner with everybody. I pray. And if I don't feel any peace about doing anything with anybody, I do not take the position. I am not out here to be famous. I'm out here to serve and I'm out here to be in position and do what God called me to do in the body. And because I do that, there is a different flow and grace. People think I'm all over the place, but he will tell you when they get home, I'm mama. He, he will tell you that. I shut everything down. I've adjusted my life because bef before all this other stuff, being a wife and a mama meant more to me than anything, because that's my position. I have a grace and a gift to be a wife. I have a grace and a gift to be a mom. I have a grace and a gift for that. And so you got to know your position. Now, I want to let Josiah show you some things. Josiah, uh, I am a wife. Like it, that resonated in my belly. Like that's part of my gift. That I was called to be a wife. I was called to be a wife. I was called to be their mom. And so you got to know your position in the body and the things that you're called into so the enemy won't keep presenting alternatives. He said, you will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed, blown out by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way and more and more like Christ, who is the head of the body. Christ was in position. He fulfilled his gift, his talent, and his due season. Why? He got in position. So if we're supposed to be Christ or the body of the church, we got to get in a position. You're the gift to the body. You got to figure out what your gift is. Um, when my husband died, Josiah started doing a very little neat thing. He was doodling before. But when my husband died, Josiah really started drawing, right? He started this drawing thing. And I was like, where is this drawing thing coming from? And he started drawing and we noticed his drawings and, you know, like they were cute drawings. They were cute drawings of kids. And I'm like, okay, these drawings are so cute. Let me pause for a second. Daphne, I'm glad you said this in a position. Can I tell you something? I shared a video on my page that John Gray shared, but the Lord had already given me revelation. It is not a bad thing for you as a wife to seat yourself and put your husband in the position to excel. And even if you're a husband and you're called to do that, 
That is not a bad thing. You're not a fool to put your position up in a position and someone is excels. As a matter of fact, you got, God is going to honor that. So those wise of you who have felt the sacrifice to step back from your career or to be at home or to do less so that your husband could accelerate and get in position, I promise you the Lord is going to honor that and bless that. Don't make nobody make you think bad if you fall back. Because if that's what God called you to do, that's what you're gifted to do. You're gift if you're gifted to be a stay-at-home mom, you're gifted to that, and you got to be okay with that. So I want Josiah to show you some of his art process, and then you, I need you to talk to them about what was going on in you emotionally when this happened. My husband died, and art became art came alive for him. Sometimes your gifting may not manifest until a tragedy occurs. I'm just going to be honest. Sometimes your stuff will not be revealed until you're connected to the right person. And so Josiah started drawing. Well, show me some of your earlier stuff. Josiah started drawing. And as he started drawing, I started noticing. So these were some of his early, earlier drawings. He was drawing. He was putting some stuff out there. He had these drawings going on. And then over time, we just begin to see, and I'm talking about like within a year's time, the more dedicated he become, we've never taken an art lesson, we've never taken a class, and he just began to spend more and more time with it. I began to buy him more and more pencils. I began to buy him more books. Other friends of mine and stuff began to buy him more books. And so his drawings went from uh, what he just showed you to this. Then we start seeing them look like this, right? They just becoming. What was happening with you? I started flowing more, started getting after that first year. Just yeah. um, started growing closer with God. Yes. Yeah. Mm. He started uh, helping me. <laughs> Don't make me cry. But how, as a teen, did you grow close to God? What was helping you? You a lot. Helping me grow, always giving me things to help me. Okay, I'm sorry. I wasn't going to do that. Um, I didn't think I was going to do that. Um, and so I, Josiah is spirit-filled. He does pray in tongues. Um, he does have his own relationship. I've really been focused on teaching and relationship and not religion. But him tapping into the Holy Spirit, and we can teach our kids this young. He's evidence. And he's not been perfect. Has your journey been perfect? <laughs> You've had your own struggles. We've had things and battles we've been fighting along the way. But as he began to tap into the Holy Ghost and tap into God, his gift came alive. His gift began to, to surface, show them what. And, and lately, I am the subject of his art. And so his art just began to become more alive. The more he got seated in Christ, the more he got tapped into the Holy Ghost, the more his art came alive. And so this is one of the last things uh, that he drew. And it is me as Wonder Woman. <laughs> So that he drew this um, just the other day. He was like, I wanted to see this. He just drew this the other day. And so just him being positioned and letting God take over this gift, he staying super humble, staying super humble, not becoming inflated. It's begin, it's beginning to elevate more and more. Um, Roddy says something important, and I'm going to wrap this up, allowing kids to find their calling. He said he learned a hard lesson, wasn't living in the life about his music. Come on now. Those are the things that are so important for us to be able to do. Those are the things that are so important for us to be able to do. And that's not just for your kids, that's for you too. 
You got to slow. That's why I keep telling y'all, slow down. Spend and get in your relationship. You are a gift to the body. Here's a gift to the body already at 14 or at 14. He's a gift to the body already at 14. He's stepping in. He's walking in children's ministry. He helps me at church. And if you do it from a way that you don't force them. See, I tried to force my older kids. I'm just going to be honest. I, tra I tra almost traumatized my older kids in their relationships with God. But with them, I'm teaching them relationship. And I apologize to my older kids. I sent them an email and I said, I am sorry. I did not do teach you this relationship thing right with God. And now with him and Judah, I'm teaching them to have a relationship with God because I know that they're a gift to the body so that they're able to tap into their gifts. All of y'all won't be ministry like you think. Some of y'all are called to the marketplace. Josiah has been designing um outfits for me to wear to events. He woke up one morning. He said, the Holy Spirit showed me that I'm going to design your outfits. Can I, can I do that? And I said, yes. And he said, we need to find you a seamstress. And then he just started drawing. He just started drawing. And then one of the things I've been praying for as a parent, and it's the same thing you can pray for yourself. One of the things I've been praying as a parent is Lord, always give me the resources to be able to pour into them what they need to be poured into. So we had parenting and all this, and our parents didn't know how to teach us to tap in our gifts, but your gift, God had already proved this. This gift has already been in you. There's no, there's no, no reason for you to say, I can't do this. He knows your strengths. He knows your limitations and he knows your abilities. You just got to get in a position, say, here I am, Lord, I'm taking the responsibility of this and I'm going to do it. I'm not going to keep hiding my gift. We know the parable of talents that what, what happened? Is there anything you just want to share about your process and understanding art? He also plays the trombone and reads music really well. I mean, you've given me the ability to just like flow. Mm. And it's really helping you lately. You've been uh, adjusting. <laughs> Staying flexible. You <laughs> <laughs> have more time and it's really been uh, helping. Mm. So there is something there because um, I didn't know he was going to say that remaining flexible, remaining adjustable. I told you guys that yesterday when you seated in humility and even if you started this process, not in your gift, even if you started this process without Christ, even if you started this process and you're outside what God called you to do, humble yourself, invite God back in and just say simply, you know what? I'm dedicating. I'm giving these gifts and talents to you and I want to watch this thing fold in you. Um, he came up with a philanthropic idea of something he wanted to do for kids um, of large stature. So I'm always constantly listening to, to him. So, but humble yourself. If you will humble yourself, this is going to work out better for you. Play your position. Stop. Because every, every idea that you have is not necessarily a God idea. It's not. It could be a good idea, but it's not necessarily a God idea. I'm a writer. I have books that are completed. I wanted to publish them. You know what the Lord told me? Pause. Right now, I need you to spend some time pouring into him. Pause. Right now, I need you to spend some time pouring into a wife, being a wife. Right now, I need you to pour and prepare for being a wife. You haven't been a wife in a while. Pause. I need you to put some pause on some things. And when I pause and get in position, then the kingdom in my house is in position and every place I'm supposed to be. I, it was very difficult for me to walk away from full time teaching. I taught for 12 years. That was my money, baby. <laughs> that was my income. 
their dad was gone. That was provision for our house. But I knew I heard it. And who had a dream? You you had a dream. He dreams. You had a dream. And what was in your dream? You're standing up on the stage uh, teaching. Yeah. And it was massive and it was everywhere. And I had because I had prayed and asked the Lord to confirm this thing for me. If you will ask God to confirm, he will qualify for this. It's already in you. You do not have to be afraid of this thing. You do not have to be fearful of this gifting, getting your position and whatever you're lacking. He's going to give you the people that you need to make up the difference. He'll give you the people that you need to make up the difference. He's let me get into position so he can become, and I'm telling you, his artwork and his creativity is off the chain right now. I'm watching him develop. I'm watching him design. I'm watching him, that picture I showed you, that last wonderful woman picture I showed you, he drew that in like an hour and a half or so. His eye for art is developing. Yes, God is the author and the finisher. He's just waiting on you to accept the partnership. So go ahead and step out in faith and God will order your steps. Step out in faith. He came to me the other day. He said, I really think I want to try acting. Miss Lori, that is your sweet little Josiah. <laughs> that is your sweet little Josiah. Okay, so so get, what do you want to leave them with? Because we got to sign out. We late. Um, Just from your own personal experience. Don't worry mm. about how others see it or look. Yeah. How hard for that has that been for you for as a team? I mean, like, I'm already weird. And so when <laughs> we weird. Our household is weird. Our house is weird. We got a weird house. Your mama preach, you know. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you just want to be around everybody, but they're not just going to, like, accept what you do. Yeah. Because to them, it's, I mean, it could be they're just not going to accept it on they think it's weird. Yeah. And so how have you, how, what's helped you get past peer pressure? Because we experience it as adults too. What's, what keeps you pushing forward? Because I know it's hard I mean, sometimes. I've actually helped me stay in my own self and not to this world. Yeah. In your own self and not to this world. Yeah. Because it's funny because your stature is so big. People expect you to be so rural and you are so gentle and so loving and so, so, um, so kind. Um, I'm really praying for your wife. You know how I feel about that because I know what your heart is like um, for giving. I know what your heart is like for the ladies, <laughs> you know, and so. It's been important for him, but I, as his parent, and that's for you, any parents and moms and dads pulling back because we can be so driven by the wrong things and so motivated by the wrong things that we don't allow our kids the freedom and expression for them to become. I wasn't this good at first. Now I will tell you I'm better now. Like my oldest son um, is an entrepreneur. My second son is an entrepreneur. My third son is an entrepreneur and my we did an interview and my 23 year old jermaine was like the thing i will say is my mom has supported my thing to be an entrepreneur after we got our our gifts after we graduated even with degrees mama was like go find your path don't just do whatever and i'm going to tell you the same thing you need to find your path some of you are on the wrong path. That's why you're so discontent. That's why you're so frustrated. And that's why you're so overwhelmed. You're out of position. You're just out of position. You're the gift to the body. Stop looking for it. You're the gift. It's already deposited in you. You need to spend some time at God's feet, letting him ask him, Lord, show me my gift. 
And then just kind of repent. Lord, I got off path. I did one wrong things. I did things just for money. I did things for just for, for fame. I did things for just for fortune. We learned yesterday that is not why we're supposed to do things. Now, Lord, let me do this thing for you. Things for you. Things for you. Yes, Sharon, children thrive more when parents are able to listen to their needs. But a lot of times as parents, we don't listen. We don't spend the time listening to them, hearing them. I don't care. And I mean, even if your child, you feel like your child is limited in some ways, academically, education, a special disability. I promise you, God still has a gift for that child. God still has a gift for you as that person. I don't care what people spoke over you. I don't care what people have said from you. I'm telling you, there is a gift in you. Yes, Valerie, we are a holy nation, a peculiar people in the body of Christ. I tell him all the time, you get to be weird. Your mama weird. <laughs> you get to be weird. Your mama is weird. Like your mama is weird. You get to be weird. Your God is different. Jesus was different. We were not. Yes, Ebony. And I, you get to be that. We don't have to fashion and carbon copy and become other things that we're not. You don't have to do that. Just sometimes I found myself the only person in a place doing praise and worship. And nobody else is praising and worship God, but I owe God too much. I owe God too much. Like I owe God too much. I'm telling you, I owe God too much. I owe him too much. I owe him too much not to worship him, not to praise him. This has been a very hard thing to walk in evangelism and to walk in the ministry. They know they call me in here crying. Um, they call me in here when I wanted to be like, boom, boom, boom. No, it's been a very, sometimes very lonely position. People have assumed stuff about me. They've assumed stuff about me that ain't even my truth. They've assumed stuff about him that ain't even his truth. So I'm just telling you, your gift is in you. Unlock your destiny. Don't make no more excuses today. Stop thinking it's going to fail. It's not going to fail. God already put it together so that it would not fail. So that it would not fail. It's not going to fail. God put it together so it would not fail. You just need to make sure you tap into what you need to tap into and understand your gift. And don't ask for the gift that's already in you. Ask him to show you your gift. Well, that's it for today. Josiah, thank you. Josiah is introverted. Josiah, he that's right. So you won't fit in, but you'll stand out. Josiah is so introverted. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for being here. I know this was hard for you, uh, but if you're gonna have your own business, right? You know you gotta walk in ministry, right? You got your own stuff you got going. You gonna have to learn how to speak in front of people. <laughs> you gonna have to learn how to speak in front of people. You gonna have to learn how to be in front of people. So today you got introduced to the world. Is there anything you want to say before we go? Anything for teens or anything else that you just want to leave any parent? Yeah, stay you. So show this to your son and daughter if they're struggling with some things. Just stay you. Stay you. Stay you. Teach them to stay you. And then you don't put pressure on you. You 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 don't put pressure. Oh, Sandra, same for you. You don't put pressure on your kids to become anything they're not. We're killing and smothering our kids by trying to make them live out our past dreams and things that we want them to be. He gets to be uniquely Josiah. My other sons get to be uniquely them. We're helping Judah discover who Judah is because he's just eight. But we all, even though we all Johnsons, <laughs> we still get to be uniquely us and walk this thing out.
The sacrifice has already been made for us through Christ Jesus. So just know that. Well, we love y'all. We love you so. Where's my other drawing you just drove for? That's okay. I got some drawings of his I'm going to drop a little bit later. He drew some things. He always draws and sees me. It's really, really dope because it reminds me of who I am. Um, I love y'all so much. We love you so much. Take this and meditate on this teaching. Meditate on Jeremiah 1 and, 1 and 5. Meditate on Romans 8 and 25. Meditate on Ephesians and ask the Lord to show me. Some of y'all have been abused so much by your environment, by your past. You've been abused. The, the accuser brother has been tormenting you for so much. And I'm going to pray and release you from that. Father God, in the name of Jesus, right now in the name of Jesus, I plead the blood of Jesus over them that they are disconnected. I know in your word through the blood of Christ that you have already released them from their past. So Lord God, we th I thank you that your presence overwhelms them today, that the Holy Ghost is in them today, Lord God, that the chains are broken and that they feel the freedom and the release from past words that's been spoken over them, from past failures, for things that may have not worked, Lord God. We thank you that the Holy Spirit is just breaking those chains off and releasing them from those things. We cause a, call a crop failure on any plot and plan of the enemy. We thank you, Father God, that the Holy Ghost and the Spirit is working down in them so shame can go, doubt can go, fear can go, worry can go, and that your, your word will prevail. 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 In Jesus' name, amen. I'll cry failure on that past mess. That you be seated and understand who you are. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.